the first epistle of Clement to the Corinthians, chapters 1 through 11. Chapter 1. The Salutation. Praise of the Corinthians before the breaking forth of the schism among them. The Church of God which sojourns in Rome, to the Church of God sojourning at Corinth, to them that are called and sanctified by the will of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace from Almighty God through Jesus Christ be multiplied. Owing, dear brethren, to the sudden and successive calamitous events which have happened to ourselves, we feel that we have been somewhat tardy in turning our attention to the points respecting which you consulted us, and especially to that shameful and detestable sedition, utterly abhorrent to the elect of God, which a few rash and self-confident persons have kindled to such a pitch of frenzy that your venerable and illustrious name, worthy to be universally loved, has suffered grievous injury. For whoever dwelt even for a short time among you, and did not find your faith to be as fruitful as virtue as it was firmly established, who did not admire the sobriety and moderation of your godliness in Christ? Who did not proclaim the magnificence of your habitual hospitality? And who did not rejoice over your perfect and well-grounded knowledge? For ye did all things without respect of persons, and walked in the commandments of God, being obedient to those who had the rule over you, and giving all fitting honor to the presbyters among you. Ye enjoined young men to be of a sober and serious mind. Ye instructed your wives to do all things with a blameless, becoming, and pure conscience, loving their husbands as in duty bound. And ye taught them that, living in the rule of obedience, they should manage their household affairs becomingly, and be in every respect marked by discretion. Chapter 2. Praise of the Corinthians continued. Moreover, ye were all distinguished by humility, and were in no respect puffed up with pride, but yielded obedience rather than extorted it, and were more willing to give than to receive. Content with the provision which God had made for you, and carefully attending to his words, ye were inwardly filled with his doctrine, and his sufferings were before your eyes. Thus a profound and abundant peace was given to you all, and ye had an insatiable desire for doing good, while a full outpouring of the Holy Spirit was upon you all. Full of holy designs ye did, with true earnestness of mind and a godly confidence, stretch forth your hands to God Almighty, beseeching him to be merciful unto you, if ye had been guilty of any involuntary transgression. Day and night ye were anxious for the whole brotherhood, that the whole of God's elect may be saved with mercy and a good conscience. Ye were sincere and uncorrupted, and forgetful of injuries between one another. Every kind of faction and schism was abominable in your sight. Ye mourned over the transgressions of your neighbors, their deficiencies you deemed your own. Ye never grudged any act of kindness, being, quote, ready to every good work, unquote. Adorned by a thoroughly virtuous and religious life, ye did all things in the fear of God. The commandments and ordinances of the Lord were written upon the tablets of your hearts. Chapter 3. The sad state of the Corinthian church after sedition arose in it from envy and emulation. Every kind of honor and happiness was bestowed upon you, and then was fulfilled that which is written, quote, My beloved did eat and drink, and was enlarged and became fat and kicked, unquote. Hence flowed emulation and envy, strife and sedition, persecution and disorder, war and captivity. So the worthless rose up against the honored, those of no reputation against such as were renowned, the foolish against the wise, the young against those advanced in years. 
for this reason, righteousness and peace are now far departed from you. Inasmuch as everyone abandons the fear of God and has become blind in his faith, neither walks in the ordinances of his appointment, nor acts a part becoming a Christian, but walks after his own wicked lusts, resuming the practice of unrighteous and ungodly envy, by which death itself entered into the world. Chapter 4 Many evils have already flowed from this source in ancient times. For thus it is written, quote, And it came to pass after certain days that Cain brought of the fruits of the earth a sacrifice unto God, and Abel also brought of the firstlings of his sheep and of the fat thereof. And God had respect to Abel and to his offerings, but Cain and his sacrifices he did not regard. And Cain was deeply grieved, and his countenance fell. And God said to Cain, Why art thou grieved? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou offerest rightly, but dost not divide rightly, hast thou not sinned? Be at peace, thine offering returns to thyself, and thou shalt again possess it. And Cain said to Abel his brother, Let us go into the field. And it came to pass, while they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Unquote. Ye see, brethren, how envy and jealousy led to the murder of a brother. Through envy also our father Jacob fled from the face of Esau his brother. Envy made Joseph be persecuted unto death and come into bondage. Envy compelled Moses to flee from the face of Pharaoh king of Egypt when he heard these words from his fellow countrymen, quote, Who made thee a judge or a ruler over us? Wilt thou kill me as thou didst kill the Egyptian yesterday? Unquote. On account of envy, Aaron and Miriam had to make their abode without the camp. Envy brought down Dathan and Abiram alive to Hades through the sedition which they excited against God's servant Moses. Through envy, David underwent the hatred not only of foreigners, but was also persecuted by Saul, king of Israel. Chapter 5 No less evils have arisen from the same source in the most recent times, the martyrdom of Peter and Paul. But not to dwell upon ancient examples, let us come to the most recent spiritual heroes. Let us take the noble examples furnished in our own generation. Through envy and jealousy, the greatest and the most righteous pillars have been persecuted and put to death. Let us set before our eyes the illustrious apostles. Peter, through righteous envy, endured not one or two, but numerous labors, and when he had at length suffered martyrdom, departed to the place of glory due him. Owing to envy, Paul also obtained the reward of patient endurance, and after being seven times thrown into captivity, compelled to flee, and stoned. After preaching both in the East and the West, he gained the illustrious reputation due to his faith, having taught righteousness to the whole world, and come to the extreme limit of the West, and suffered martyrdom under the prefects. Thus he was removed from the world and went into the holy place, having proved himself a striking example of patience. Chapter 6. Continuation. Several Other Martyrs. To these men who spent their lives in the practice of holiness, there is to be added a great multitude of the elect, who, having through envy endured many indignities and tortures, furnished to us with a most excellent example. Through envy, those women, the Danaids and the Dursi, being persecuted after they had suffered terrible and unspeakable torments, finished the course of their faith with steadfastness, and though weak in body, received a noble reward. Envy has alienated wives from their husbands, and changed that saying of our father Adam, quote, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, unquote. 
Envy and strife have overthrown great cities and rooted up mighty nations. Chapter 7. An Exhortation to Repentance. These things, beloved, we write unto you, not merely to admonish you of your duty, but also to remind ourselves. For we are struggling on the same arena, and the same conflict is assigned to both of us. Wherefore, let us give up vain and fruitless cares, and approach to the glorious and venerable rule of our holy calling. Let us attend to what is good, pleasing, and acceptable in the sight of him who formed us. Let us look steadfastly to the blood of Christ, and see how precious that blood is to God, which having been shed for our salvation, has set the grace of repentance before the whole world. Let us turn to every age that has passed and learn that, from generation to generation, the Lord has granted a place of repentance to all such as would be converted unto him. Noah preached repentance, and as many as listened to him were saved. Jonah proclaimed destruction to the Ninevites. But they, repenting of their sins, propitiated God by prayer and obtained salvation, although they were aliens to the covenant of God. Chapter 8. Continuation Respecting Repentance The ministers of the grace of God have, by the Holy Spirit, spoken of repentance, and the Lord of all things has himself declared with an oath regarding it, quote, As I live, saith the Lord, I desire not the death of the sinner, but rather his repentance. Unquote. Adding, moreover, this gracious declaration, quote, Repent, O house of Israel, of your iniquity. Say to the children of my people, Though your sins reach from earth to heaven, and though they be redder than scarlet, and blacker than sackcloth, yet if ye turn to me with your whole heart and say, Father, I will listen to you, as to a holy people. Unquote. And in another place he speaks thus, quote, Wash you and become clean. Put away the wickedness of your souls from before mine eyes. Cease from your evil ways and learn to do well. Seek out judgment. Deliver the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. And see that justice is done to the widow. And come and let us reason together. He declares, Though your sins be like crimson, I will make them white as snow. Though they be like scarlet, I will whiten them like wool. And if ye be willing to obey me, ye shall eat the good land. And if ye be willing to obey me, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and will not hearken to me, the sword shall devour you, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken these things. Unquote. Desiring, therefore, that all his beloved should be partakers of repentance, he has, by his almighty will, established these declarations. Chapter 9. Examples of the Saints. Wherefore, let us yield obedience to his excellent and glorious will, and imploring his mercy and loving kindness, while we forsake all fruitless labors and strife and envy, which leads to death. Let us turn and have recourse to his compassions. Let us steadfastly contemplate those who have perfectly ministered to his excellent glory. Let us take, for instance, Enoch, who, being found righteous in obedience, was translated, and death was never known to happen to him. Noah, being found faithful, preached regeneration to the world through his ministry, and the Lord saved by him the animals which, with one accord, entered unto the ark. Chapter 10. Continuation of the Above. Abraham, styled, quote, the friend, unquote, was found faithful, inasmuch as he rendered obedience to the words of God. He, in the exercise of obedience, went out from his own country 
and from his kindred, and from his father's house, in order that, by forsaking a small territory, and a weak family, and an insignificant house, he might inherit the promises of God. For God said to him, quote, Get thee out from thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into the land which I shall show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and you will be blessed. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." Unquote. And again on his departing from Lot, God said to him, Lift up thine eyes, and look from the place where thou now art, northward and southward, and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed be also numbered. And again the scripture saith, God brought forth Abraham and spake unto him, Look up now to heaven and count the stars, if thou be able to number them. So shall thy seed be. And Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. On account of his faith and hospitality, a son was given him in his old age, and in the exercise of obedience he offered him as a sacrifice to God on one of the mountains which he showed him. Chapter 11. Continuation. Lot. On account of his hospitality and goodness, Lot was saved out of Sodom when all the country round was punished by means of fire and brimstone, the Lord thus making it manifest that he does not forsake those who hope in him, but gives up such as depart from him to punishment and torture. For Lot's wife, who went forth with him, being of a different mind from himself and not continuing in agreement with him, as to the command which had been given them, was made an example of, so as to be a pillar of salt unto this day. This was done so that all might know that those who are of a double mind, and those who distrust the power of God, bring down judgment on themselves, and become a sign to all succeeding generations.